Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Well, another big sports week ahead. We have a key game five tonight in the NBA Finals at the Chase Center. The Tampa Bay Lightning will face the Colorado Avalanche in the Stanley Cup Finals starting Wednesday, 8 p.m. ABC. And on Thursday, FIFA will name World Cup 2026 host cities across the United States, Mexico, and Canada via a live broadcast from New York City. So a big week in sports business. And this is your Morning Buzzcast for Monday, June 13th. Good morning, I'm Abe Madcore. Well, things are getting heated and personal in men's golf. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan spoke for the first time since suspending 17 players from the PGA Tour, and he defended the punishment in an interview with CBS Sports during the final round of the RBC Canadian Open on Sunday. Monahan said it's been a, quote, unfortunate week that was created by some unfortunate decisions, those decisions being players choosing to violate our tournament regulations, end quote. He said it was his job to protect, defend, and celebrate PGA Tour members, partners, and fans, and that's what he intends to do. Meanwhile, showing the amount of animus that's around men's golf right now, Rory McIlroy, who won the Canadian Open in grand fashion afterward, took a clear shot at Live Golf CEO Greg Norman in a news conference with McIlroy saying he really wanted to win his 21st PGA Tour victory because it was one more than Greg Norman. Now, the first Live Golf Invitational Series concluded Saturday at the Centurion Club outside London, where Carl Schwartzel won the inaugural event and the $4 million first prize purse. Greg Norman said afterwards that Live Golf is moving ahead and proving that golf is a force for good, he says, and that players have another platform to choose from. Norman also said that Live Golf will financially back any players in their legal dispute with the PGA Tour. So again, potentially even more money being doled out by Live Golf. Meanwhile, CBS got into the action on Saturday where Jim Nance and Nick Faldo spoke with almost disdain about the Live Golf Tour while broadcasting the RBC Canadian Open. Faldo took shots at the players. He took shots at their age. He said they were taking the easy option to try and win what he called a boatload of cash. Jim Nance said people who have been affiliated with the PGA Tour felt a sense of betrayal. So some pretty forceful, direct criticism by CBS, a longtime partner, of course, of the PGA Tour. So we have the U.S. Open starting Thursday in Brookline, Massachusetts. I expect a lot of discussion around Live Golf. And of course, the first U.S.-based Live Golf event will be at the end of this month of June at Pumpkin Ridge in Oregon. So this story around men's golf continues to be easily the biggest and maybe most important story in sports business this year.
Let's move on. One team to watch closely, the future of the Baltimore Orioles, as the team is part of a family legal dispute between brothers John and Louis Angelos, and now rumors are sure to continue that the team could be sold or moved. A lawsuit filed late last week by Louis Angelos accused his brother John of trying to seize control of the team and the rest of their father's assets. Team principal owner Peter Angelos, their father, has not been well for some time. And there's been some buzz that the Orioles are a target by the group looking to bring a baseball team to Nashville. The Baltimore Orioles lease with the Maryland Stadium Authority for Camden Yards expires at the end of next year. And an extension, while kind of agreed upon, hasn't been formally signed. So the future of the Orioles certainly bears watching. Let's shift to college sports. The Big 12 will officially add Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF for the start of the 2023-2024 academic year. So a little earlier than normal. The schools will pay the American Athletic Conference an $18 million buyout over 14 years. The move likely means the American can now try to recruit some new members starting next season. So the move to the Big 12, like I said, comes a year earlier than was expected when the schools were invited to the Big 12 last September. So they'll join with the 23-24 academic year. Meanwhile, officials from the University of Texas and University of Oklahoma believe that they're still focused on June 30th, 2025 as the date the schools will depart the Big 12 for the SEC. So what does this mean? It looks like we'll have a 14-team Big 12 conference from 2023 to 2025. We talked about the buzz around the Women's College World Series. Well, it's a bit surprising that viewership was down 14% this year compared to last year. That's according to SBJ's Austin Carp. The games on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN2 averaged just over a million viewers over 16 telecasts. Austin Carp says that the tournament, they just faced better and more competition. They had more competition from the Stanley Cup, the NBA Finals, and other news events that captured viewers. But still, you would have to think the Women's College World Series was a success with the energy on the ground and still some strong viewership ratings. Let's end the buzzcast around people. One name from the sports business pass. Remember the Gillette family. Well, Foster Gillette, the son of former Liverpool owner George Gillette, is reportedly said to be back in the sports business as the new majority shareholder of Lyon, which is the Liga 1 team in the French League. It's been a while since we heard from the Gillette family. Remember, they owned Liverpool with Tom Hicks buying the club in 2007. Foster Gillette was a director at Liverpool during that time. He was also involved in the family's motorsports business, which was Gillette Everham Motorsports. So Foster Gillette, the son of George Gillette, reportedly set to become a majority shareholder of a French soccer team, marking his return to the sports business. And Fenway Sports Group will be naming Pittsburgh Penguins Chief Operating Officer and General Counsel Kevin Acklin as the team's new President of Business Operations. Now, this promotion 
fills the vacancy created when Penguins president and CEO Dave Morehouse stepped down at the end of the season. So Ackland will work with Brian Burke. Brian Burke will remain president of hockey operations. And so Ackland will handle the business side. He joined the organization in 2018 and will now serve under the new ownership of Fenway Sports Group. So that is your morning buzzcast. It is Monday, June 13th. I'll be in Chicago the rest of the week. We're doing breakfast with the buzzcast for all the attendees of our brand innovation summit. So that should be a lot of fun. So until I speak to you again, I made Madcore. Stay healthy, be good to each other. I'll speak to you from Chicago tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.